You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In-depth conversations. Matchup breakdown. Analysts on every game. Everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth down in the Steel City. Colin, when you brought up celebrity fan, I was thinking not in the inner circle of guys who dress up and go to Steeler games. Right. I was thinking like Vern Troyer, you know, the little guy from Austin Powers, but he passed away. I had to sidestep, and I was about to get depressed because he was always my favorite Steelers super fan, mm-hmm. and then he died. He did, and you were taller than him, so that's big. Uh it, I'll tell you who the do you know who the biggest Steelers super fan is now, and he's from your high school. Manginello. Oh yeah, that's right, Manginello. Yeah. Uh, that's he's probably is he the most famous? Well, either him or Snoop are probably the most famous See, he, big Steelers fan. But Snoop floats. Snoop can piss up a rope, man, because Snoop will be all pissed off at Todd Haley and he'll send a whole tweet storm and he's dropping F-bombs and all kind of other right. words. And then the next week he'll be like, oh, David Carr or Derek Carr, he's got to be better for my Raiders. He, he can't get it straight. So Snoop doesn't count for me because he just flip-flops too much. But I Joey agree with M, that. Joey M. Mangianello is the, the biggest celebrity Steeler fan. Snoop kind of there, like you said. I give Michael Keaton... Michael Douglas, real name, a lot of credit because he's for real. I mean, he's just a. I mean, Bob Nutting invited him to throw out the first pitch. He threw it out, and he was like, "Yeah, by the way, you're a terrible owner. Thanks for bringing me yeah, over." Michael though. Keaton's badass. <laughs> I know he is. Anything he's in, he plays badass because he is a badass. Is Seth Meyers a Steelers fan? I think he is. Do you want to hear one of the greatest things in history? Yes, I do. Do you know who Seth Meyers honestly DMs is uh, would I would call friends with has contacted on numerous occasions said I'd love to come on your show because you have a great reach and audience I read your stuff every single day you're a journalistic hero of mine Ron Cook you're kidding me absolutely not Seth Uh, Meyers is a Ron Cook super fan Seth Myers has slid into Ron Cook's DMs and said, I'm not kidding. 
and said, Ron, I'm a very big fan of yours. Seth Meyers has been on the radio with Ron Cook before and expressed such um, such thoughts straight away to the audience. And there was no punchline. Like, he absolutely is a gigantic Ron Cook fan. That's unbelievable. Yep. In fact, I, don't- I believe they follow each other on Twitter. Seth Myers, if you look through, it's like everybody is this gigantically famous person that he follows. <laughs> and then Ron. He he just follows him so that whenever Ron talks to Ben Roethlisberger, he can be one of the first to know. You got to be able to be all over that. Uh, uh, and uh, I wish there was like a punchline or I was being fake here. Uh, it's absolutely positively true. Seth Myers loves Ron Cook. That's insane to me because Seth Myers. As talented as he is, he he's still he's a young man. I mean, he's not an old guy, and Ron Cook is an old man. He's not a young guy. So, okay, a little surprising there, a lot surprising, frankly. But congratulations to Ron Cook on all of his uh, celebrity fan success. Uh, there was another one. You know who wants to go to a Steeler game that I reached out this year because we have a very a close mutual friend, Cam Smith, the golfer has fallen oh, in love with being yeah. a Steeler fan. And he reached out to me and says, I want to go to a Steeler game. I got to make this happen. Well, let's go. Let's all I, go together and he can pay. I And I believe he drinks. I believe he has a beer. I believe he does. Yes. I believe that was fa- pretty famous after he won whatever championship he won. So I believe we can the make open this happen this year. Cam Smith wants to go to a Steeler game, the Patriots game, I believe. Really? Uh-huh. One o'clock kickoff. Yes, Week sir. Two. Yes, sir. Colin Dunlap. Adam Crowley, Cam Smith. Let's do it. That's right. You know who's going to be at the Steeler game and in full uniform and playing this Sunday, Colin? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, Double deuce. uh, Najee Najee Harris, Harris. right? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you how I feel about it. Not good. I saw Patrick Mahomes played for the Chiefs in two out of the three preseason games, I believe. I fell asleep for the third game. Maybe he played, maybe he didn't. He, I did. Did. he played in the third game just to do the Len Dawson huddle. You know what? I did see that. I did see that. You're right. And then he came right out of the game. Yeah. The Steelers should treat Najee Harris like he's Patrick Mahomes because he's as valuable to this team as Patrick Mahomes is to that team in that Najee Harris, whether he should be or not, is up for debate. He's going to be their offense this year. They want to insulate the quarterback. They don't think they could pass protect all that well, and they can't. And you want to play ball control offense and let your defense win you games. And maybe Mitch Trubisky makes a play or two. If Najee Harris gets hurt, you can't do those things with Jalen Warren. You can't do those things with Benny Snell. You can't do those things with name straight free agent. Anthony McFarland, right? Anthony McFarland. So to me, I think it's a big mistake. And Mike Tomlin's opening himself up for criticism. Not that he cares about that, but he's also opening himself up to railroading the season before it gets starts started. I I hate it, but I understand the necessary evil quotient to it. I think I don't want to see him play any more than one series of downs, mm-hmm. maybe five plays. But I understand the competitor, and I understand the game speed situation, and he's not realized it to this point, and he won't for two more weeks because of the way the schedule structured with the with the preseason and then no fourth preseason game, then the opening game. So. I can, I guess the best way to put it is I can live with him playing a series. And I can even understand the, uh, if people want to explain it away as all of that. He hasn't played yet. He won't play for another week. 
you got to get him in there to feel a hit, to understand it, to test it, to see if he's all the way back up to speed. But if Mike Tomlin gets carried away and it's late in the first quarter and he's in the football game, then I fully, um, I'm fully on board with and actually will be the champion of the club for people to go down onto the field and ask Mike Tomlin <laughs> to stop or turn off his headset. Yeah, bro, what are you doing? Get right. him out of there. Get him out of there. Yeah. Mike Tomlin's done this before. I mean, it's not the first time. Stefan Tewitt, I remember famously, after his rookie season, he forced a fumble against Kansas City, helped push the Steelers to the playoffs, played better as the season wore on. And then the next year, bang, he was playing into the third quarter in preseason game number three. And I understand Mike Tomlin wants guys to get better. And I think your points about Najee, they're well taken. And the offensive line's trying to gel. And you would love for them, I suppose, to run block a little bit for Najee and for Najee to get up to speed on all that. I just wouldn't take the risk. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. If you know your point, I lean towards you, and I can understand the other side. I would understand the other side even more. And maybe even that would be my the side I would take fully if it was the Castro and Pouncey and Foster and Villanueva and people <laughs> like that. But because this line is so terrible, I really understand the point that you make, even though I understand the other one too. Yeah, I can. Hey, if Mike Tomlin feels that Najee Harris, they need him to play in this game to better have a chance to win against Cincinnati. Okay, Mike Tomlin's coached for a long time, and I'm sure that's what Najee Harris told him, and thus that's what he's doing. But uh, I still I still wouldn't do it. You know who's got a big game in front of them who can't win the Steelers' starting quarterback job, but it's still a huge game for him? That's Mason Rudolph, because Dan Campbell hates his backup quarterbacks. His words, not mine. Eh, I'm paraphrasing. But he did. He sort of flamed his backup quarterbacks at a press conference this week saying – yeah, these guys, we need them to get first downs. We need them to take care of the ball. And if they don't, hey, we're second in the waiver wire. We can go out and get someone. Wonder if Mason Rudolph puts on a little show against the Lions, if maybe Detroit just says, why don't you come with us on the team plane instead of staying in Pittsburgh? I agree with you. I mean, you can't be feeling really good if you're Blau and Boyle or whatever <laughs> my man's names are. Uh, whenever the coach mentions where, what position they pick, when they pick up free agents and they pick up release players while you're still on the team and you're counted on to be the backup, you can't feel as if the ground underneath you is all that steady. Uh, so yeah, if you're Mason Rudolph, even if I'm Mason Rudolph, I may make a proactive play. I may have my agent call the Detroit football lines. Okay. And have him call them and say, Hey, listen, we're going to be out on the same field on Sunday evening. Why don't you make sure your scouts, your internal people, everybody, your head coach, your offensive people, make sure they keep an eye on me. I might suck. I might be terrible. I might have an awful game. But in the case you like something that you see, go ahead and you make that offer. Um, it could be a 2029 20, seventh round draft pick. But go ahead and make that offer because I'm here for you, man. And I think it'd be a smart move by Mason Rudolph and his people. I wonder if the Steelers, they're not going to view it 100% this way, but I wonder if the Steelers, if given the opportunity to ship Mason out, even if it were just for a seventh-round pick, would do so to do right by Mason in some way. Because he has been a good soldier, and you see it all the time in Major League Baseball, right? If a guy 
you know, he gets DFA'd. Right. And, and you'll you'll release him knowing that you can't play him on your big league roster, but you don't want him to go to AAA because you know someone else will take him. I wonder if the Steelers would feel that way about Mason Rudolph. We talked about it on the early morning or on the fan morning show. I would take a fifth round pick for Mason Rudolph and I would take it instantly. He wouldn't even have to finish fifth round, pick, just fifth, the GM for the uh, lines. And I'd be okay, fine. Take it. You're good. But I would not do it for a sixth or seventh round pick because I just have nightmares of what happened in 2019. And I don't want to see some guy off the street starting a game for the Steelers because I think they're going to be in playoff contention this year. And I think Mason Rudolph still has value to Pittsburgh better than a street free agent quarterback just because he knows the offense. Yeah, all that's a very good point taken. It is. But I just don't know if the team thinks like that, if they stack talent like that. They have in the past, though, Charlie Batch and people of the such. But if I'm Rudolph, I look at it like this. It is better to walk into week one and be the third string quarterback in Detroit than it is the third string quarterback in Pittsburgh because Detroit doesn't have a guy they drafted in the first round as the backup That's in the sure. future. So you could leapfrog somebody much more easily. Um, I, I don't know. And you've not rattled any cage to this point. You've played it by their rules. You've been a good soldier. You've been done everything that they've asked of you. At some point, you got to look out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it may not be what the Steelers want in terms of the draft pick, but do they want a do they want to keep a guy around who doesn't want to be here? And at some point, Mason Rudolph's not going to want to be here. Well, Mike Tomlin does not like hostages. Right. We've 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 talked about that before. Yeah, we sure absolutely. have. Uh, and he has talked about it before. You know, volunteers, big, much bigger Tennessee guy than he is an Iran guy. Um, so, yeah. What do you make of Dan Campbell? You know, this is a special kind of guy. This is interesting, and I'll tell you why. When he was hired, I'm starting to warm to Dan Campbell and not be, I haven't even really watched that show. I'm warming to Dan Campbell because when he was hired, I thought it was kind of a Johnny Meathead front that he would put on for the first year or the first eight games or. This is who he was. And then the cliches would go away and he'd just be a football coach and he'd tire of them. I actually think that he walks around. He's the rare bird that may wear like sleeveless shirt to the grocery store, have barbed wire tattoo and say to the checkout lady, she's like, you know, that's $32.99. And he'd give him 33 bucks. He gets a penny back and he just looks and he's like, listen, we're going to win today. You're going to win the day here, checking everybody out. Like, so I warmed to him because I think he actually might live his whole life. Yeah. Ultra wired like that. And like, you know, people like that, they're few and far between, but I don't think he turns it on and turns it off. So that's why I'm starting to really kind of change my tune on the guy and respect him. He's that meathead. Everybody knows that, is 24-7, 365 meathead that wears cut-off T-shirt to your family Christmas party. You ever sat down with Craig Wolfley? Same kind of thing. He just never turns it off. He's just always Wolfley. Right, you see them from a distance the first time, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know about that guy. Dude. I don't know about that guy. Every time you interact, he's the same guy, so you got to respect it. You know what? It's a great point. If you're authentically you – I can respect that. You might be a dick, 
But if you're authentically you, you're just being you. You don't know how to be any other way. Dan Campbell, while he's ultra meatheady, he's just super emotional. I'll never forget last year whenever the team was really having a tough time winning games, as Detroit is one to do. Mm-hmm. And he cried at the press conference because he felt bad for his players that he knew were putting right. in the work. And I'll respect a guy who cares about his guys that way. I don't know that Dan Campbell's even a good coach. I don't know that Dan Campbell's a mediocre coach, but he cares about his players. I respect that. I did see some of the hard knock stuff too, and he does hold them accountable. I mean, he he says the things I would want to hear my coach for my football team say. You just sort of hope that the team sees him for his authentic self if you're Detroit management and they don't start rolling their eyes or scoffing at the things he says. Uh, The reason I've started to really warm to him is I think he could sit down with with Bill Belichick or sit down with the – offensive staff at steel valley and talk Mm. about football the same yeah he won't change no matter who he's around talking football Uh, it's that's just how he strikes me and it i think that there's a there's a really endearing quality to that dan Dan campbell the future head coach of mason rudolph i'll tell you this and you know i mean it's not going to happen whatever people's roles are embedded or whatever if he was the coach here in Pittsburgh, they'd love him. Yes. Yes. If he won, he'd be legendary. 